Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Agency Rocket Show, where Chelsea and I talk about business and creative and growth and really just the general chaos of running a creative agency. Brought to you by yours truly, Liz Hunt, and my Chelsea best Poppins. The best and only Chelsea Poppins. What? This episode, we're going to talk about um, our difficult client experiences, respectfully, and how we've (laughs) overcome some of the challenges of agency life and interact communicating with a client or even communicating internally. When I think about um, some of the difficult experiences that we've had, I think of, um, you know, one comes to mind about um, there was a time that we were working with a client and we were doing, we started with a brand project and then we started their website project. We had finished the brand and we were pretty far down the road of doing the website. We had designed out the homepage. They had approved the homepage. And um, if you don't know our process at Daycloud, what we do is we do sitemap, wireframes, and then uh, we design out the homepage for the client to make sure that they're cool with the um, design and content of the website. And then once that's approved, then we move into designing out the rest of the website. Well, they had approved everything up to that point. They'd approved everything. And then they had said yes to the homepage concept for the design and everything. And so we had went ahead and designed out the whole rest of the website. And then they hired a marketing person. (laughs) And that is absolutely lovely. Um, However, when things like that happen, it immediately blows up the entire project. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, as any marketing person would, they want to put their opinions and ideas and their own spin on things, which I totally get. It's just that we were so far along into the process that um, (laughs) it created a lot of contention between us and that new marketing person. And she wanted us to redesign the entire thing. And at the time, I was not ballsy enough to say, hey, this is actually out of scope. You need to pay us more. Uh, Well, I take that back. I did say, hey, I think we need to, like, I think this is going to cost more. And um, she freaked out, got so angry with me and just went just got very very mad and um 
wrote a very scathing email to me and I was like, okay, you know, like I was like, ah! <laughs> um, and, uh, then she proceeded to send us a website that she had designed on Wix and said, this is the website I want you to design. And so we redesigned the whole thing based on a Wix template <laughs> she put together. Don't you just love uh, that? Oh, <laughs> it's so great. It's like, so great. it's like one of our clients who well, yep. we were very, very far along in a project and they yep. ended up sending us the camp, pretty much Canva created graphic and wanted us to replicate it. And they're like, do this yep. exactly. And you're like, well, yep. eliminates all creativity, all, cu- all yeah. customization of this website <laughs> or kind of thing. <laughs> and it's, it's so funny how people can like write scathing emails, but they can't hop on a phone and like, like talk to you. Yeah. At least like it's so much easier to like hop on a call and like do a scathing voicemail or something. Yeah. 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 Cause that's also happened to us. Love those. I don't answer those. (laughs) Please go to my voicemail. Yeah. Take a a step back and yeah. I'm going to send this to the whole team's Slack so they can all experience this at the same time. Yeah, so we're all in this together. Misery does love company. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that was just one. Um, and I would say that that is a very good example of a time that I probably did, that I uh, definitely did not handle the situation too uh, great. But didn't handle it great is, is probably what I would say. Um, one, I was definitely not brave enough. I was a little bit too much of a coward to figure out scope change and pushback and working through some of that stuff. Because when you have such a stringent process, like what we do at Daycloud, where it's like, we need to make sure that from discovery to execution, we are working with the same people um, because with our organization, with Daycloud, we are having very deliberate conversations around what it is that we are building. And so if you're not there for the discovery, for the um, stylescape conversations, for like each one of those very deliberate and curated conversations that Daycloud has as a part of our process, you know, um, things can go awry. For example, someone can step in in the middle of that process and not understand the history and the context of all those things. And because they don't have that context, they will come in with their own context that is outside of of the context that we have together that we've been already working on. And they will... um, not have the same goals that we have worked toward from the beginning. And so things will get blown up. Right. And so I think like, that's why, um, like in that instance, I wasn't able to really do a good job of articulating that and, and expressing that, you know, to the client at that time. In that instance, 
I should have been able to say, hey, <laughs> hang on a sec. I think that the client didn't understand how to tell us that he didn't like the website that we designed him. And so it's my job as the person in charge of creative and the person in charge of day cloud and providing services to a client is to make sure that our clients walk away happy and that we do great work. So figuring out how to marry those two things, that's my job as the person in charge of day cloud. Right. And so, um, that was like breakdown. Number one was I didn't realize that the client, uh, wasn't happy. And so that's where I should have started was like, Hey, <laughs> what happened? You know, where did we go awry? Like, let's figure this out, you know? Um, and then from there being able to say, Hey, like really what we, uh, you know, like from the beginning, we really try to make sure that we don't introduce people into the process that haven't been with us all along because mm -hmm. when that happens, basically what, what ends up happening is scope changes and uh, goals change, you know, creative changes, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's simply just because we all of a sudden have a new opinion in the mix. Yeah. You know? But that's also um, why like, like in branding, like some of our branding stuff, like as we're going along mm -hmm. the road, we tell people who like the clients that we're working with, they're like, Hey, like, I know you might want to go to someone else with like an opinion, like to get their opinion on this, but take yes. it with a grain of salt because they were in an initial disco um, discovery conversation. Like they, okay. they are going to yes. have a different vision for your business than what's already been sp like spoken to you about. And yeah. like, yeah, it's like, make sure you minimize that feedback because it's going to yes. end up blowing this out of proportion. Yes, that's, yep, that's exactly right. Um, and whenever we start a new branding project with any client, we always say a couple of different things. One is that if there is anyone who is going to have an opinion on this brand that could sway your opinion, they need to be in the discovery process. They have to be involved in that conversation from the beginning. Um, and so we will not have a brand discovery meeting unless all of those key stakeholders are booked and on the schedule for that meeting. Um, it is vital. It is crucial. And we won't do it unless they all are there. And then to Chelsea's point, that's exactly right. Once we present some initial concepts, we recommend that clients... Um, do not share the concepts with the world. <laughs> and then we say like, if you must show it to a spouse or um, whoever, please understand that they do not have the context of all of the discovery time that we've spent, all the conversations that we've spent. They are going to give their opinion and not necessarily like the right ones, you know, and like you said, take it with a grain of salt and all this stuff. And so we always tell clients, if possible, please don't share this. Um, but if you must, please consider that their opinion is not necessarily going to provide value to our selections.
I have over the years kind of opted for a few different tactics, depending on how, how the client is responding, like if they're being kind about it and um, depending on where our deadlines are at. So uh, those are two kind of like primary things that I am looking at and determining like where, how much leeway I have in my pushback. And if the client is being like kind about like, oh, you know, like you guys are really great. You know, I love you. But it's, this isn't quite feeling like I'm not really loving it. It's not feeling great and stuff. Um, then I will say, okay, you know, like let's jump on a call. Let's talk through. And I will just ask them questions. Like I will try to lead uh, with questions and I will say like, okay, what's not feeling right? How is this not working? What are you not loving? What is, you know, and I'll try to just like tuss out and, or just like pull out from them. Like what's going on basically, you know? And then again, it's kind of my job to like read between the lines with that client. If we're under a tight deadline, that kind of conversation and working through is not as uh, reasonable, you know, like we just maybe can't even do that. And so in that instance, you know, it will be a phone call and it's like, hey, just send me what you want, you know, like draw it out, you know, scratch it out on a piece of paper and just send me what it is, you know, how big do you really want the logo? You know, <laughs> like, like I need you to just be very clear with your edits and just send it over or get it done. I, say, I think it's also important to note that like not everybody compliments sandwiches, their feedback. They're not always <laughs> like, I love you guys, but sometimes they're like, yeah. no, this is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yep. kind of like where you like you and I have to like take a moment, just like find some grace <laughs> before we respond, <laughs> just to kind of like analyze yep. the situation and respond appropriately. Yep. Yep. So yes, that's exactly right. So, um, and we have had situations like that. So like that one was, Hey, this is if we have a good relationship, they're nice, but we're just like not the artwork is just like not hitting the mark. Now let's say we have a really difficult client. Uh, they're not nice. Um, their feedback is insulting. Oh, <laughs> there's always been multiple. Um, there are always going to be clients who don't know how to give feedback in a respectful way. Now I am a big believer that even if someone is disrespectful to you, that does not authorize us to be disrespectful back, right? Like I believe in um, having a good reputation and the way I believe in having a good reputation is one, um, following through on my word and two, being as respectful and kind um, as I possibly can, right? And just as a side note, kindness and nice are not the same thing. So that's maybe a, a different conversation, but um, because you can push back and be firm and create boundaries and all that stuff and still be kind and require respect at the same time. 
which is what I recommend doing with these difficult clients that are sometimes uh, disrespectful to you. And that is going to happen because there's many clients and just humans in general that don't understand how to um, offer feedback in a healthy, like considerate, kind way. And that just happens. And there, and there has been like times where a client's been like continuously, um, their tone or their way they send a message is continuously kind of like disrespectful and like demeaning. And like, we will respond in, like you said, like uh, a kind, like kind way and say like, Hey, Mm -hmm. the way you're presenting, like the way you're kind of like giving feedback to our designers is kind of like, you know, it's kind of disrespectful and we don't like appreciate it. And then they'll come back and be like, what? I don't think it's disrespectful at all. Like it's, it's so mind boggling to me, like people who are aware of how they are received by other people. Like it's, it's so crazy to kind of like get the different perspective and I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. It's kind of like, wait, so this is just how you normally talk to people. Like you just normally are belittling to people like, okay, well, let me help you understand how you sound. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is like the one client that comes to my mind is like on the phone, they were, they were like, they were, they were like, fine. Like they were like trying to be nice and like, but like Mm -hmm. via email, it was just like very demeaning and very like sharp Mm -hmm. and very like insulting. Yeah. Unhealthy and not working at all for the betterment of their brand. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, and the other thing too, is that like, uh, we, you will have clients that are just straight up bullies. I've had lots of those actually. Um, and they will like push you and push you and push you and push you because, um, especially, you know, I think, well, I don't want to make that generalization, but it just, in my experience, a lot of people that have bullied me have been people who were um, like CEOs or just like high level executives, you know, and in some respect, um, I don't know, perhaps it's my just a speculation. Perhaps that's how they got to be the place that they were at, you know, is by bullying people into submission into like doing what they wanted them to do you know um, yeah i think and, it's also very and, industry specific too like i know you don't want to yeah. like generalize the industry but like obviously there's certain traits that people have when they're part yeah. of like a certain business or company um that like that's why they're sure. successful in that business like as creatives yeah. like we wouldn't be super successful in like creatives wouldn't be super successful in like a complete analytical, like very, like, I don't know, you kind of that kind of realm. So I'm like, it makes sense that they, they strive, but like, as far as like those, those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, it's interesting. So what do you do when you have a difficult client? Chelsea, what, uh, what, what do you, what do you recommend? 
<laughs> no, knowing <say>. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, say right? Right yeah. For you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, but um, like bad situation, you're under a deadline. Like you know. Yeah. All hope I, is lost. <laughs> I always run to you. you. No, I'm kidding. I mean, uh, that's fine. You can ask uh, me what I do. Usually it's just kind of like trying to, if it's under a crunch, um, it's just kind of trying to figure out the best route to get things done on time and communicate Mm -hmm. with the right people. Because when you're not communicating to the people who are making decisions, there's a lot of things that can go askew. If you're communicating between like middlemen, it's like a game of telephone. You're not getting direct answers. The every things are getting lost in communication. You don't have all the information that you need to get the deadline done. So oftentimes Mm -hmm. like it's just better to hop on a phone call rather than like convey, try through an email. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people hesitate to just call somebody, but honestly that's the Mm -hmm. most effective way to like get things done on time and communicate the most efficiently. Yeah. And keep them from sending nasty emails. <laughs> really, like, I have emails. your phone number. I'm like, <laughs> and you call them back. You're like, call you. just saw your just saw your nice email. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. You know, one of the things, like I said, I've um, I have dealt with a lot of clients who were super bullies to me. And um, I have run the gamut on uh, how I have tried to deal with them. Uh, you know, they, they would send texts and, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, that was like, did you do this yet? Have you done that? You know, like, what are you doing? Like, have you, you know, fixed this yet? Or like, you know, freaking out, yelling at us or whatever it is or clients that are calling me leaving me very very nasty voicemails on vacation that are like i need you to take a look at this you know like this is not right it's not hitting the mark and you know all this good stuff uh, and so recently we had one and uh i you know i was out of town and i had seen the artwork that we had produced And so I knew that what we had given them was great. Not that it ever isn't. It's always great. Um, And so I knew that like what we had produced was good freaking work. And that I just had a little bit of a like bad feeling that maybe this client was going to try to get out of um, using us in the future or like maybe they were going to try to like not pay us because we didn't hit the mark for them or something like that. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to push back on this very specifically to her terms um and i am i am going to yeah anyway so what i did was i did not uh respond to her voicemail because i again i was on vacation but i did email her and i said hey client 
Um, I believe that what we produced for you was gorgeous and it definitely hit the mark. I used her language specifically and I did that on purpose. And I said, however, if you feel like it's not hitting your specific vision, then we're happy to make adjustments. Now keep in mind that one of the things that we do at Daycloud to create a backstop from clients that may uh, never be happy is that we say that every deliverable only allows for two rounds of, of edits. And if they would like more than that, then it requires additional scope. So meaning additional dollars that they pay us. And so usually that allows most clients to be like, yep, we're good, <laughs> right? And so um, after that initial email that I sent back to her that was like, hey, you know what? I actually think it's really good work and it does hit the mark. Um, after I sent that initial like pushback to her using her language and saying, but if it doesn't match what your vision is, then... You know, I, um, I don't know how you feel, Chelsea, but I felt like she was she backed off a little bit because after that, the emails that I saw from her were more of like uh, deferential to us. It, it seemed like she was like, well, do you guys think this or do you think this? She's like, I think it could be better this way. But what do you guys think? It felt like she was she backed off a little bit. I mean, she still had her strong opinions, but she was at least kinder about it. Um, yeah, I think she she backed off a, like a little bit. I think mm -hmm. I had that whole week was a blur for me. Yeah. <laughs> but but like, I think it's either it's also like important to be very fact based, and you're like in the boundary set and like rehashing things. You're like, hey, you didn't tell us any of this information in the beginning of the project before we started running yeah. with it. Uh, yeah. And, and we are at yeah. like, or like be very clear and be like, we are at round two of edits. Yeah. Um, like yeah. anything more is going to cost you and it's going to be fall out of scope. And then like, and, and we said that multiple times. And oh, so it's yeah. like, it wasn't like a one time thing. So it's, it's, yeah. it's very important to just over communicate the facts because a lot of times they're like, did it, they don't know what, what they said and, and originally, or yeah. if there's like very detailed things, depending on their industry, if there's things they have yeah. they have to work around like you just like we need you can clearly say just like we need to know all of these details in the beginning um because yeah. we are not mind we are not mind readers we right. we are just like working with the information that has been given um yeah and so i'm like i think yeah. people really appreciate honesty and just yeah. like the over communication because it's when people don't communicate it's when things like like she yeah. hits the she hits the fan because they're like, well, you yeah. didn't you didn't you didn't talk to us for like two days. You didn't like yeah. relay the what the status of the project. You didn't talk to us. Yeah. Like, what's yeah. happening, kind of thing. Yeah, that's such a good point because, like, in this very specific instance, they wanted a copy of another ad that they had produced, but never told us that until we had redone the ad like three times over. And then come to find out she just wanted a, an exact match of another ad that their internal team had done. And so 
to your point, Charles, that's, yeah, that's a really good point of like, hey, let's set some expectations at the beginning of how many rounds of edits do you get? What exactly is the concept you're going for here? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly right. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. But I think we've always done a very good job of handling um, like those kind of challenges and difficult clients throughout the years, um, well, yeah. at least since I've been here. Um, yeah. I mean, I do think killing people with kindness is a real thing. Like even when they're coming at you and just being like, well, thanks. Thanks for that. Like over, not like, not like cheesy, not like, but like, just be like, thank you for the communication. Thanks for getting to them at me very quickly. Just like constantly being appreciative that they're kind of like helping you get it. Because as soon as you take a defensive stance, like they're going to take a defensive stance and then, and then everything's, it's going to turn into a battle, like a a war that needs to be worked through. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And one of my big pieces too, is to lead with questions. You know, if someone is like being grumpy about the creative or being grumpy about your work or something like that, I always try to do my best to say, okay, tell me more. Like, what are you thinking? How is that? What, how is that hitting you? What are your thoughts on this? What is it that you're not loving? Is it the color here? Is it the font here? Is it the, you know, like trying to default more to like questioning what they're thinking Um, even to the degree of like, okay, tell me more of like, what are your specific goals here? Or who is your target audience here? Which for Daycloud, we always ask those things at the beginning of a project. You know, it's always up front that we ask those things. So we have that information. But sometimes I ask those questions to a client in order to force them to, to remember that it's not their project. It's for their audience or for this, you know, specific purpose. And it's not their personal, you know, uh, preferences. I think our team does a great job of kind of constantly reminding um, from that initial discovery kickoff, like all that information, like we're like, Hey, like we, you see this, we did this because of what you said then. And like, like um, the reason we, we constantly explain the reasoning behind our design and, Yep, that's exactly right. I love that you shared that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I guess um, as we're kind of like, I guess the next thing would be how do we know when to fire a client? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how do you know when? How, what would you say, Charles? I don't think we've ever like cold turkey, like, whatever, just like completely cut anybody off in my time um, with being at Daycloud Studios. But like, I think we do, we do a good job of making sure we're ending on good terms, whether that be like, you know what, like, I know this is kind of like the scope of the project, but kind of like the way um, I don't think we should work on, or like, I don't think we should um, do this other project that you have for us because like, just be like, I don't think it's a good, we're a good fit for your needs. Um, like in phrasing it, like in a respectful way, it's just not mm-hmm. continuing on in that project because of either like the communication style isn't matching and we're constantly butting heads and nothing's changing or we've kind of like run through our resources of how to work with clients in order to make 
the process like e- easier on our designers and not just like, mm-hmm. like, not just like us, like it's okay if you and I are facing a little bit of like back, back and forth, but, yeah. it, but I it mean, trickles that's kind down. Of our job. Yeah. Yeah. It trickles down yeah. into like the designers and like, they're like, I don't know what the vision, because like, I think if you think from an internal team perspective and you, if you have a team who are like willing to serve and they like, they just, mm-hmm. they just want to know what, what you want and they want to be as helpful as possible. And mm-hmm. I think it's just like difficult from them to be like, they're like, Oh, and I, I like, they feel bad. They're like, I missed the mark, but I'm like, I, I want to do, I want to do it right. I just don't know what direction mm-hmm. to run through. And then mm-hmm. I think people get frustrated when there aren't clear information mm-hmm. and direction from the client. So, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's, that's really good insight. Um, you know, I would say, so I have had to, fire clients um unfortunately (laughs) i'm ready Um, to hear about it well honestly what you just described is kind of what we uh essentially what we did um i would think I, i would say that there's a couple different like metrics that we consider when we are like hey you know this isn't going to work out, you know, when we have to break up with a client. Right. Um, and I would say that one is, do we need the money? You know, like, <laughs> like, can we afford to break up with them? You know? Um, and there were, there have been times, when you know some of those clients that i have mentioned that were just straight up bullies um like that was a time when it's like we had to we had to have that client and they were insane bullies but we didn't have a choice you know and so i mean oftentimes it is the people the people that pay the bills um are good are the ones that are a little bit more difficult. <laughs> it, can, it can be. It yes. Can like be. some, sometimes, but like, um, I mean, there, I mean, I love working with some of like our smaller, like businesses that the ones that don't always have like all the money to spend, they're like startups. Or, like They're just very passionate about what they're like going with. And they're yeah. like, honestly, like the easiest people to work with because they're just like super thankful and super grateful for the, like the guidance, the help, the expertise. And then, yeah, I mean, some, I mean, those other instances are kind of like on <laughs> not as fun, but yeah, they pay, they pay the bills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So like, that's kind of our number one, like, can we afford to break up with them? Uh, Can we afford to fire them? Um, If yes, (laughs) then the next thing is to me, you know, I so strongly believe in relationships and I so strongly believe in partnerships with our clients that um, my next metric is is there any way that we can work around through on this issue? Right? Like if it's a client where we're just struggling with some of the creative process, or it's just a little herky jerky, or, um, you know, maybe we're just 
like a little bit misaligned on some things or, you know, something that I'm like, no, we just need to push through and we will get it. We will get there. Um, and then I'm like, no, we're going to keep them, you know, because um, I think that one, I, like I believe so strongly in relationships and loyalty and, you know, all that stuff. So like, I'm like, I want to put in the work to make this um, relationship work, you know? And, um, but then if, if it's like, man, every conversation we have with them is they um, are bullies, they demean, um, every email is giving me anxiety or every conversation I have with them, it is, you know, they are just, you know, or you're like, just, Chelsea, Chelsea, don't bring them up today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, like everything about them is unkind and it's been that way from the beginning and they are just always unkind, you know? And if I, especially if I start seeing it leak into my employees, like if I see that they are also unkind to my team, that's where I'm like, okay, nope. Like, I'm not okay with this. Like, kind of like to your point, Chels, if, if they are like gruff or a little rough with me, I'm like, whatever, you know, like, I don't care. But when they are unkind or bullying to someone on my team, I go kind of mama bear about it and um, I get very protective. And so that is usually where I draw the line. And I'm like, sorry, like you gotta go. Like we believe in kindness at Daycloud and we treat all of our clients with kindness. And so we expect to be treated with kindness back. And if you cannot do that, then uh, we can't work together. And so that's what we ended up doing with uh, the one client I mentioned that we did uh, have to uh, go separate ways with, you know, we, uh, we set up a meeting with her and, you know, we said, Hey, um, our communication styles are different. Um, we feel that you are unkind in the way that you communicate with us. And um, it's just not how we work. And um, because of that, we're going to finish out this project that we currently have with you. And then we're going to go our separate ways. We're not going to continue working with you after this. Um, she was pretty upset. Rightfully so. No one likes getting broken up with. Yeah. But, you know, it was the best thing for the team because it was it was trickling down to my employees and I just, I couldn't handle that. You know, mm -hmm. it was, she was, she had yelled at a couple of people and had sent some nasty emails and just, you know, different things. And so that's, just, that's my line where I'm like, Nope, 
you know, like that's not, that's not going to happen. So, and it was, you know, we could afford to be done. So yeah, those are kind of my two metrics. We, we kind of pride ourselves on not having or trying not to have like a toxic work environment um, that breeds from toxic, toxic client relationships, because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, especially in small teams, like Dayclad studios, like it, everyone feels the impact of small movements and small things. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so a little bit of wrapping up right now. Um, We talked about difficult client experiences. Um, Liz brought up some of her experiences in her 11 plus years of running day cloud studios and uh, going from no balls to too many balls. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm sure we'll have, have to have another episode about this. Cause I'm sure there's plenty of other stories to dig into, but sure. you're like, sure. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, I have all the stories. Uh, I would love to hear, like if other people have found other ways to like, you know, manage um, difficult clients and, you know, just how they've done that and stuff. Or, Uh, I mean, we're all for hearing, just hearing your stories, even if you didn't think you managed it very well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You could pull a Liz and um, just totally back off from the get go at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, send us your stories, send us your feedback, yeah. or any questions you have. And if you yeah. like this episode, um, like share, follow, um, send it to your friends and stay tuned for more conversation about running a creative ad- agency. Mm-hmm. Deuces. We out. 30 second dance party. <laughs>